do all kinds of things, but I just don't never really want to. I know I can't maneuver a pole because I fall walking and I feel like my legs are strong, but I just don't know if you fall off a pole, that's going to hurt. Yeah. Like I just don't want to take the risk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that, it's not it's not as easy as people think that it is. Uh, I do have friends that um, are able to do it and they are it's basically kind of like a sport to them oh. and they're great at it. And, you know, I don't know, my leg, my, my mind isn't built for uh-uh. figuring this thing out. So I'm I not. just I'm not, my leg's that. not built for it. My mind, my nerves aren't <laughs> built for it because, you know, you can get up there, but coming down. It's really dependent yep. upon how you get up. So you get all the way up there and you slide down. Oh, that's cute. But if you fall down, that's not cute. Like, that's how I feel about it. So the risk to me outweighs all the other, all the other benefits. I would love to practice, but can I have like a mattress underneath me? I feel like I would bust my head wide open. Oh, Lord. So I see I'm learning all kinds of things because I would have never. Josh thinks that he wouldn't see you as a base girl. I would have never. You could have told me I'll give you a million dollars if you guess this. I would have lost the million dollars because Janae at the pole class. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. no, ma'am. But this it is only wonderful. happened once. And I believe it. I believe it. I just, even that one time blows my mind. Lord have mercy. Okay. So this. <laughs> Oh, we're going to move on. Let's stay focused. <laughs> so the first, the last question I love to hear from people because I'm all about sound waves and I, I want us yeah. to put that sound out into the atmosphere. So I ask everybody, if you could be a sound, what sound would you be and why? All right. I've heard this question on, on your podcast and I've enjoyed listening to people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I'm going to say is if I could be a sound, I would be the leaves rattling as the wind blows through them. Oh. Tell me I why. love, I love trees. First of all, that's my plant of choice. Okay. Love trees. It's so it's a whole story behind it, but I'll say that for another time. But okay. And there will be another I time. Know- <laughs> But in order for leaves to blow in a consistent sound, they have to be attached to something. Yeah. So they have to be attached to the branch. And the branch has to be attached to um, the trunk. And the trunk has to be attached to the roots. Okay. And spiritually, that's what my mind goes to, is I have to stay attached to live. And so when I hear that wind blowing, sometimes if I am sitting outside, I'm doing it because I'm just listening for God to speak to me through nature. Like I'm just listening for him to give me some inspiration of some kind. And it never fails that when I hear the sound of leaves blowing, it just reminds me that there's the sun is going to shine again. The moon is going to come up and mm-hmm. I get to do it again tomorrow. And I get to embrace what life has to offer. Even when storms come, it could be raining and the winds could be blowing. I mean, the leaves could be blowing. It could be, it could be snowing and the leaves could be frozen. I don't know. You know, it's just whatever the weather presents when the leaves blow, it, it just reminds me that there's still life there and we can continue to move forward in it. And it's just the howling of the wind through the leaves. It just, it just takes me to a totally different place. So I just love what it does to me mentally because I'll end up writing, I'll end up creating a song or a poem, just sitting there and just listening to what happens from that point. 
as you described it, I just, I, I saw myself walking in the fall, like through a city or whatever that has trees and you just, mm-hmm. it's before they completely fall off. Because I feel like leaves, right. whenever they're, they're not quite dead, but, and it could be in the spring too. Like when you hear right. the leaves rustling through, but I just see myself walking through like a city on a sidewalk and the wind's blowing and the trees are waving and the fa- and the, the leaves are just like blowing through them. And it gives you like this like with the wind and water, like this calming, just mm-hmm. uh, like you want to just take a deep breath and go <sighs> like, it just makes you want to do that when you think about leaves Hi. and those sounds. So mm-hmm. I love it. I, I mean, I love at one point when you was talking, about, I was like, where's the plate? Cause she said <laughs> for in order to leaves to blow, <laughs> they have to be attached to something, <laughs> you know, they're attached <laughs> to the branch and the branch to the trunk. Well, come on, Janae. Talk to us, preach, let us know. And that's true. It's very true. They have to have a connection in order to maintain, you know. Right. That's that's powerful. I love it. I love it. And I love everything about you because like I said, you have passion and you explain things with passion and you share things with passion and you literally think. That's something that we were taught when we were small. I know because I was a talker. Like I was that kid in (laughs) in class that... um, my teacher would send a note home to my parents and be like, um, she talks too much. Like I had great grades, <laughs> great grades, but I talked too much. And I was that kid that no matter where you moved her, I was going to find somebody to talk to. Right. But you think, and so my teacher would always say, think before you speak. Like I can remember some of my elementary school teachers telling the whole class before you respond, think. And I was looking right. at my Bible the other day and I had written down, you know, you um are in a sermon and you um write down notes and I wrote in mm-hmm. my Bible, pray before you respond. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm saying all this because I feel like you think before you speak. Like you can tell that you are thoughtful b- prior to you expressing yourself because there's so much depth in all of your answers, whether they're written down answers or whether they're just as we're talking, like you can just tell mm-hmm. that you really, truly think about things. So I just love that about you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. So as we've gotten all this information about Janae and we've, we've talked about all of these personal things, whenever I contacted Janae about being a a guest on the show, I I did that because we were like, we send each other messages on different platforms, whether it be text message, our social media. And Janae, if you remember, you sent me, the the article about the swim caps right right so I have been watching like this is the season of the Olympics this is the year of the Olympics and I feel like this year is a big deal because you know we couldn't have um was the Olympics supposed to be last year I don't know if they were supposed to be last year but I, I would say that sports in general took a drastic hit right I to feel prepare like so- for the Olympics. Yes. Yes. So like there was like a delay in, in things. So this year for me, I thought it's going to be a big deal because, you know, we're post COVID, um, the post pandemic, we're still, there's still COVID, but it's post pandemic. Things are opening up and we're seeing more things about the Olympics and there's some controversial things um, about the Olympics. So I said, Janae, what do you think about being a guest on the show? We'll talk about your, your ventures, but we're also going to talk about the Olympics because this is the time of the year. Like the Olympics start July 23rd. So, Mm -hmm. um, when you sent that article to me, I had already 
had, I saw the article and I was like, what? And your perspective of it is you have a daughter who is an athlete, who is a mm-hmm. swimmer. And so that is our topic for the day. It's literally, I, I wanted to, to name it because I try to come up with topics that are, um, that make us think and they're kind of like, um, they have dual meeting meanings. So the topic for the day is called the games of the Olympics. Cause you know, it's usually the Olympic games, but I feel mm-hmm. like there's some controversy this year and it's probably every year. There's something that's a little bit off. If we look back into the history of the Olympics, um, there's always been a little bit of like, oh, this this country's boycotting or this is not right or this, you know, there's always something. And this year, I feel like there are a lot of things. So let's dive into, no pun intended, but <laughs> let's dive into the swim cap. So if you'll just share a little okay. bit about like how that hits you and what it means to you with, with the swim cap for the Olympics. Well, I know when I was scrolling on Instagram and I just happened to come across this swim cap, you know, banding mm-hmm. for African-American natural hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, being that I'm natural myself, yeah. I know the struggle that it takes to do natural hair. Like, yeah. This is could be an all day. You have to mentally get prepared for this a week in advance that, that I'm <laughs> going to do this head of mine. Right. Yes. And so. Being that my daughter is a swimmer, when I saw the article or at least saw the post about they were banning these Afro-American or, or these natural hair uh, swim caps, I was just like, well, well, what are we supposed to wear? Like, I know that there's a lot of people that have a lot of hair, that have full hair. But then when you add in that coarse, thick kind of hair texture, mm-hmm. how do you make this work? And so my daughter is a swimmer. She's naturally gifted in swimming. Like I never thought that this was something that she would, you know, be naturally gifted in when I put her in swimming lessons when she was two and a half, like they didn't even put no floaties on or anything. Like she literally had to get out there and learn how to swim. Mm -hmm. And over the years, as we continue to keep her progressing and, you know, people have told us how well she's doing to be her age and, and all these different things. And I'm just like, I have to make sure that I'm preparing her well. So in the preparing phase, I'm like, I can't be washing her hair every time she goes and gets in somebody's pool. Right. But I also can't let these chemicals damage her hair either. So now I have to go to the swim cap. Well, depending on what type of style that I put in her hair, you know, I can't really have any kind of hair bows in there because the cap doesn't fit or it's hurting her head. And I know that if when I put on my swim cap to get in the pool with her to let her train or just play in the water, her and my son, that swim cap literally sucks the life out of my head. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's causing me to get a headache. And so you know, I, I've looked into other swim caps that are a little larger that can handle different hair um, styles. And so when when I saw that article, I was just like, so you're telling me the swim caps that I just bought to make it a little easier for us to protect our hair is something that won't be able to go with my daughter as she continues to grow. I don't I don't know how I'm supposed to deal with that. Right. And so. I think part of part of me was wondering 
well, what's the solution? Like, I'm one of those people that if you give me a problem, if you tell me everything, why I can't do it, at least you could give me a solution or at least hear out why, you know, why I chose this. And right. from my why, you we come to a solution together versus you just say, no, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. And I just have to, you know, go with what it says. But as I continue to read down the comments and they, um, you know, I had posed the question, I mean, what is the rule? What is the purpose of the swim cap? The swim cap is to protect your hair and to uh, keep from kind of help, I guess, the smooth transition into the water or something like that. I think it's like and, the, the dyna- aerodynamics. Um, it makes you more buoyant. Is that the right word? Right. Maybe. I think like it, it helps you to go faster, I believe, because that's why they well, they shave their hair and stuff too. Like they don't they don't they don't have that yes, drag. Yes. Drag, that's the word I was looking for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so and I and I'm thinking, you know, why would a hair uh swim cap that is made for natural hair do anything other than these two things that the, re- the reason why swim caps were created anyways is not giving them an advantage or anything like that. And I don't see, uh, I, I ran a scenario by my husband. He was just like, well, Janae, you got to also consider that, you know, when the movie Coneheads, that, that lady had an advantage. <laughs> she had an advantage because of the way her head was shaped. And, yeah. and I was just like, but nobody as a swimmer is going to have their hair. And I think they used to call them the beehive. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to have their hair in no beehive going out there to, to swim. I'm just thinking in my mind, like if my hair is just pulled up in a ponytail, I'm going to get a headache. And you put a swim cap on top of that. Right. That's, that's a lot. Cause they're already tight. So, I don't, I, and what is so, the explanation? The, the explanation is that the rules state that the cap has to be between the certain measurement and that's kind of where it stays. Oh. And my thought goes also to what happens when you have a pea size head. Right. Like everybody's head is not the happens, same. No. And what happens when your head is really large? Ooh. This is not something that we can control. Like, right, right. So, you know, my thought go, my thought went to if this particular young lady, depending on, you know, whatever, if she, if she was presented with the opportunity to say, Hey, this is the swim cap that you suggested I put on. Let me show you how it fits. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't fit, then what? Right. But like instead of banning them, just banning them. Okay. Can you at least acknowledge this is what I've tried, but it didn't work for me. Yeah, I think that what I'm seeing with a few scenarios that we're going to talk about, the rules aren't very, um, I can't even think of the right word. They, they, they're not, they don't think them through because there's so many different ways that you can say, well, this rule won't work because they're generic. Like they, they, they're not broad enough. And I know that rules have to have a standard, but the standard is not like you're talking about different people. Everybody's not made the same. Everybody don't look the same. Everybody doesn't move the same. So how can you hold everybody to the same standard when it comes to those types of things? Like you said, the uncontrollables. So you can't give a rule for things that everybody is not under the same standard. Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I, I And this is happening in a lot of different areas of the Olympics, I feel like they're going to have to go back and reevaluate what these rules are because for instance, um, 
with Shakari Richardson. And, right. and, um, of course there was a rule against marijuana and she tested positive for marijuana consumption and she wasn't allowed to participate. Now, mind you, I get that that was a rule. According to what has been shared, she, she partook in marijuana in a state that it was legal. So it wasn't like she was doing something illegal, but it didn't give her an advantage if she was smoking weed. Like, She's fast like that. That didn't impair her. But the rules state and they they said they were going to have to reevaluate the rule. But then on top of it, you have an an athlete that is a transgender athlete. And I know we we, we talked about this um, that is participating in the the female, the women's weightlifting team for New Zealand against women. I I don't get that. Do you? I, 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 <laughs> there's so many thoughts that come behind that, that is just, it's just not one clear thought that right. sticks out, right? Yeah. Because I think when it comes to Richardson, the, the thing that comes to my mind is, is though that, though the rule, the rules are there to help give us a guideline, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that there's a bigger thing to consider in that moment. And I think that for me, that's what bothers me more. It's not the fact that she just, you know, in took partook in marijuana usage. Yeah. It's how also how she's been criticized for doing it without kind of putting yourself in another person's perspective, right? Right. So I I 30 days, I've seen people that's, you know, been banned for four years and for different, different kind of scenarios. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking consideration that they did give her 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. But then they also said that she, it's possible that she could be picked to be on the relay team. And now so, she's not. You heard, did you and hear now that? she's not. Right. Yes. Right. And so, but there's also somebody that is in their uh, situation is being processed as a ban for four years, but she was able to get on relays with, while her, while her, her, um, situation is going through the proceedings and the process of being finalized. Mm -hmm. And so my mind goes to, well, how is it that somebody that's being banned for four years can still get on a relay team, but she, but Richardson can't get on a team in 30 days to compete and still be a part of the Olympics. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense at all. Um, and then when I was watching the news this morning, it, they said that um, the Olympic, I don't know the, the, the people over the Olympic, whatever were saying that she possibly could have, but they'd already told six women you were going to go. And so after her 30 days, like she could have been a part of it, but then mm -hmm. they'd already told these people. So it's now like, well, instead of them going back and telling those some one girl, you can't go now and let her be on there because she qualified. They just went ahead and said, well, Kate, you're not going to be able to, to participate. So how does that work? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> if I knew I would definitely be advocating, right? Yeah. But I think, I think here's a bigger question. And I, and I think this is what goes beyond people's minds sometimes. 
let me ask you, let me ask you in a form of a question for you. Mm -hmm. What have you done in your past when you're at the biggest moment of your life Mm -hmm. and you get been hit with bad news? What have you done? I've made a lot of mistakes. I, I mean, whether they've been public or private, I've made some really bad mistakes. And if, if those mistakes were the barometer that I was, that my life had to be gauged on, it would be terrible. And, and, you know, we handle things differently. So imagine finding out your mom had just died a, a week right. or time frame prior to, and I'm not making any excuses for the decision or the decision or the choice. I'm just right. saying, imagine yourself. Cause I remember how I felt when my daddy died. And I remember Mm -hmm. not being able to breathe. I remember not being able to function and to get up like daily, but let alone you've got this huge, like, okay, this big thing has happened to me and I'm preparing for this thing that could also change my life. How do I, how do I merge those two together and keep moving? Because this is going to propel me to my next season. How do you function? Like, right. what do you do? Now, mind you, I didn't smoke weed when my daddy died. That, like, that wasn't my thing, but at the time, but that was just, <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, like, <laughs> that sounded so strange. No. You just threw that in there. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> because I, I honestly, weed, if people want to smoke weed, okay, that's your business. There's so many other things that people do that are much worse, in my right. opinion. You know, right. like, I don't think weed is the worst thing that somebody could possibly smoke and still function. Right. But I I mean, that's not what I chose to do when my dad died and to cope with it. But there were times that I would be like, gosh, I wish I could get something to take this feeling away. So I know, mm-hmm. I know that feeling of I want this gone. Like, can I just wake up and it be gone? Like, I don't want I don't want to feel like this. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine getting ready for one of the most important times of your life as a young athlete? Because the Olympics is like for some people, especially a lot of track athlete athletes, Mm -hmm. it's like the pinnacle. It's like a you train a lifetime to reach this event that only happens every four years. And in four years, a lot of stuff changes in your body, especially for females. Right. And you get to this point and you can't do it. And see, that's, and that's my biggest, uh, isn't it, she took uh, ownership of what she did, right? Yeah, she did. But I think what hurts people more is how people talk. Mm-hmm. When my husband just preached on a Sunday, it's words do hurt. They do. And the reason why I asked this question is because I wanted to at least put into people's minds is I know for me, when I've been hit at some very pinnacle times of my life, mm-hmm. you're like, what do, how do I make it through this thing? I, like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get to this next level because I'm right there on the yeah. coast of it. Yeah. And then something knocks me back. And it might not be weed. It might be almond M&Ms. It, <laughs> might, be, it might be alcohol. It might be, yeah. um, for some people, pornography. Like, what is it in your life that you use as a crutch in a time of real torment mm-hmm. and agony? Mm-hmm. And I think when people thought about her situation from a perspective of how, this is how she responded based on what she probably knew mm-hmm. that helped her. Mm-hmm. 
But we also have these same responses at times, but sometimes it's also, this is something my husband brought up and I was like, that's great because sometimes it's about the people that you have around you. When you are going to your highest of heights, when people knock you back, where are your friends? Right. Where are the people that's going to surround you and say, Hey, I know you're going through this tough time in your life, but I'm right here with you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to be here saying this decision was wrong or right, but I'm going to just say, I want to be right here with you to help you get through it. Cause I don't want you to go back into anything. Right. I don't want, I know, I know that your mom just, she just passed away, but let me stay with you. So to make sure you stay on the right path. Cause you got something up ahead that you can't miss. That's right. Like this right here is going to change your life. Right. Like, that's what my mind goes to is let's look at the bigger picture. Who surrounded her when she decided to do this? Right. Where, where are who your told, friends? Who told her your down? Family? Yeah. Right. Who right. Who's holding her down? Exactly. And, and that's why, um, my, my pastor says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Right. Because exactly. if you have people around you that really aren't trying to get to the next level, what makes you think they're going to help you get to the next level when you can't? Right. You know, when you need a boost. <laughs> when you need help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not mm-hmm. always going to be, like, that's what friends are for. Literally, like, we hold each other's arms up when we can't. When when I can't hold my arm, arms up, I need somebody to be like, I got you. Let me, let me get right. under your elbows. Let me push you up at the joint so that you can push up and hold your hands high. We need those people. And obviously she's had other issues. So when she needed somebody, because when I watched her, her her interview, she said she heard about it from a reporter. Exactly. So tell me, there's a lot of things that we don't even know about that are going on with this situation that makes it to the nth degree. But you have to, this is why it's important for young people listening, anybody, young, old, I don't care. You met, you need to make sure you have people around you that are rooted and grounded in Christ for one. And that can also (laughs) hold you down when you need it. And they can make you, they can say, okay, if you're going to do this, we, I'm going to be here, but I'm not going to agree to it because we don't need amen corners. We we need people that are going to be like, this is wrong. Look at the big picture. Like you said, we've got to do better. So Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, with the, with all of these things in the Olympics, you know, I feel like I don't know if if stuff has changed so much because I often call it the YMCA era. You know, everybody gets to participate. Everybody gets a medal. Everybody gets to do this. So it's, it's about inclusion. You right. know, so with with a transgender athlete, I think her name is Laurel Hubbard. Um, um, She she is a transgender. She was a male and now she is living her life as a female and competing against females. And I feel like, you know, with the weed, that's not an unfair advantage. I feel like with this weightlifter, it's an unfair advantage. I don't care if they strip down every ounce of testosterone in Laurel Hubbard's body. She is still mm-hmm. going to be man strong against, man strong. against <laughs> a woman. <laughs> I mean, let's just be legit. Like that's, if we think about genetics, um, you can be the strongest woman. I mean, you and I are both athletes. We are strong, but we will never be stronger than our husbands on their weakest day. Right. Can we just really like, that's the truth. And nobody can change that. I cannot knock James over when he's, and he's not, if he's not in his best shape, he's still going to be faster than me. 
unless he's hurt, he's going to be faster than me. He's going to be stronger than me because he is a man. And when you think about, um, I think I was reading something about males in puberty, their bone density, everything starts developing. So they're literally stronger from day one. And especially when they hit puberty, it just, it pops out. Like they're, they're going to be stronger because they have more mass. Everything about them is stronger. So how is that? How are you putting me up against somebody that's naturally stronger than me? And then we're working out and they're going to be stronger, even stronger and expect me to have a fair, like a fair try at it. It doesn't make sense, but I feel like, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like that's it's the inclusion thing because you know we're in the season and the world of we have to include everyone and I'm not against that don't get me wrong I feel like people there's all types of inclusion but you know inclusion in the education classroom because you know that's that's the thing too we we try to make sure that everyone feels um, a part of it whether they have a disability or whatever it is but I don't think that we should do the same thing with when it comes to competition so my thought on this is just looking at okay well how how do you compare you know this situation with a natural born woman Mm -hmm. and as i was reading more of an article and just doing more research they were just saying that men um people that were born as men if they want to compete in a woman's sport they have to be given medication to help lower their testosterone level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My mind goes to the fact of if taking steroids to enhance yep. is is a violation, why would you why would you consider another drug to lower um, a testosterone to compete in a in a, in a woman's sport? You know, like I, that that part right there just stuck out to me. Like medication is medication, and especially if it's changing the ability of your performance level. Right. And so when I I looked into to see, you know, what what's the comparison of a man's um, testosterone level versus a woman's? And when I say that the highest for a woman is not even close to the the bottom mm-hmm. level for a man, mm-hmm. like I'm just like that's that's a lot. So. When I, I was reading an article and they were saying that there were two particular women who one one woman in particular was banned from the Olympics because she would not take medication to lower her testosterone level. Now, would this or has this been always an issue of women are always tested for their levels when you're competing in things like the Olympic sports, or has this just been a, a something that's came up after we've had transitions happening with people's bodies. I think because of steroids that increases testosterone if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So I feel like Mm. when they test the athletes for steroids, that's a a clear indicator that somebody has been taking something like a female, especially like if you um, are taking anything in order to be stronger, a lot of women have to take, enhancements and so that there's nothing that's going to make you go faster or lift harder or whatever you do more Mm -hmm. than testosterone if if we are given testosterone you and I we're strong women naturally 
And then we, we work out, we get even stronger. But if somebody gave us a supplement that mm-hmm. raised our uh, testosterone level, we would be beast. We would be ridiculous. Think about that. So, right. and it's going to show up. It may not be on the paper, on the pill. It may not say testosterone, but I guarantee you it'll have something in it that gives us that advantage. So I feel like when they test, and I don't know, cause I didn't do all the research on testing and stuff, but I think that's an indication that someone is taking something is that their levels are higher because they do blood test work. They do blood work to test all those things. Right. And I just think that, but that in my mind also goes back to what if there are people that are born with abilities mm-hmm. that can't be explained. Right. Yeah. And no matter how much you test, it's going to be hard to say this is what they've done. But I don't want I, in my mind, when you're saying that you're going to, you know, take men, people who were born a man and put them into a woman's sport. I still personally, this is all personally, I still do not feel that that is a great advantage uh, that puts them at it, that puts those, those natural born men into a greater advantage in a woman's sport because women have to work so hard yeah. to be able to get to these places, um, especially when you're talking about the Olympic levels. Mm-hmm. And so um, if, if my, my one, my question was, you know, you know, um, did, did this person, how did they test in the men's sport? Right. Like what, how did they compare before trying, like what, why did you want to transition? Is it just because you're transitioning to be a woman and so you just want to be in the woman's sport? Or like in my mind, I just, and I'm not saying this is, the, this, is the, this is what the person's perspective was or anything like that. Right. But I think sometimes it's, people, we also have to consider the motives. What are the motives that people choose to do certain things that they do? Yeah. And and I, I honestly, when it comes to sports, especially on that level, it just, it just makes it real hard to understand how, you know, that rule can be enforced, but a swim cap can't. Right, right. Because it doesn't give an advantage. To me, like, I think it all boils down to if you're doing something that gives you an unfair advantage, then it doesn't need to happen. Right. But with this, like with the the transgenders, um, transgender people that are athletes, can we, and this is going to sound crazy, but can we have a whole Olympics for them? I know that sounds weird, but don't we have Paralympics? And then we give those people the option to be a part of the regular Olympics. Cause there are some people that have uh, missing limbs or prosthetics that participate right, in regular Olympics. Right. And then right. there's no unfair advantage because they are, they are knowingly putting themselves in competition with people that have all of their appendages. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So would it be wrong or would that be looked down upon? Because then you're all competing against, um, the same level, I feel like. Like if you had mm-hmm. transgender women um, participating in weightlifting or track or any of the sports, and I know I'm probably going to hear from people, but my thing is if you have categories where everybody's on the same level, then nobody can be upset and say I have an unfair advantage or they have an unfair mm-hmm. advantage because if it's transgender women that are uh, running track or weightlifting or swimming, then they're all, if they're transi- transitioning from being men to women, 
they're all going to be man strong, just yeah. transgender women. Right. But then I feel like and people then, would have a problem with that. But the, the, so, so making the Olympics just is no longer men and women. It's just people. <laughs> Right, right. right. Just, Don't even put just, us in categories. If you're gonna let me run against a man, um, who, um, is a woman now, like right. because you can't change that part of your body. You can't change your DNA makeup. Right. And I don't think people are realizing. You could try. You could try, <laughs> but you're not going to. I can't. Like if James said, I'm going to be a, tra- I'm going to be a woman now. And he transitioned into a woman. He is still going to be diesel strong as a woman. Right. And we praying against and that. I, yeah, and, and, and by no means. And this is, this is basically how I, I say it. I love people for people. Absolutely. Like I love you. Me too. Regardless. Right. But when it comes to when, when we're talking about how do we, bring unity and peace into this goes back to my whole piece about Montessori. It's hard. These are hard conversations of love that we have to have the conversation in a peaceful manner to say, how do we resolve this thing? Right. Versus just saying, this is what we're going to do. And you're just going to have to take it because these athletes, these women athletes are like, that's not fair. I've worked my butt off to get to this place. Yeah. And now you're telling me that, where I knew that I was going to be the next one up. Now you're saying that there's a transgender coming in that's just as good or better than me. Yeah. And, and it's very uncomfortable for people because nobody wants to offend anyone. And it's uncomfortable also because I know I hate to lose. So don't, you know, I was that kid that if I felt like I was about to lose the game, I'm knocking everything off the table. Because you're not winning. And so for me, when you go up against somebody that you already know, because when we're, if we were competing against each other and you know, you're strong in this area, I know you're strong in this area. I know my strengths, then that's going to push me to want to be better. But if I know on my best day, I'll never beat this person because genetically it's just not in the, in the cards for me. How does that, how does that affect your, your psyche? Like, how does that affect your drive? to be the best you can possibly be when you know you got you're you are fighting a man in right. this battle of this competition. I, I I don't know if we'll ever, you know, um, come to an understanding. I think the society we live in is so big on, and I'm, I'm big on it too. I don't want that to be the, the message that I said that I'm not big on inclusion and making sure everybody is shown the love of Christ. I believe that. Right. But I also know that right is right and wrong is wrong. And so if you're going to do a thing, do it the right way so that it's a level playing field. Right. I agree with that. I do agree with that. And, and that's and that's the whole thing with um, the whole thing with the Olympics is, again, rules are put into play mm-hmm. to give you a foundation. But culture changes. Mm-hmm. Life changes, same situation in life changes, yeah. and we do have to adjust. The question is, who's the one calling the shots? And is it at a position to where you have the votes of a, um, equal, equal committee of people that can, can say, I'm, I'm willing to hear your side. 
and what you're thinking Mm -hmm. and allow me to give my voice back versus is it kind of a few here and a few there and then you have a big old group of people like I just want to make sure that we're we're, these decisions are being brought um, out by a a great balance of equal representation equal representation that's the word I'm looking for yes yep like and and that's true, but I feel like it's like that with the Constitution. When you said, well, yeah. <laughs> when you said <laughs> things change, culture changes, like, and that's for a whole nother conversation. But right. sometimes you have to make changes to your foundation because the world that your foundation was built in or built upon is not the same. And right. we have to make if the Olympic Games are about equal playing field, bringing the best of the best together then these rules that we're following right now, the rules that are being spewed out are not in conjunction with that. Right. And we could probably talk forever about this because it's, it's one of those hard conversations. Like we said that you kind of are like, Oh, I'm really uncomfortable talking about it because I don't want to offend anybody. But the truth is truth. And right is right. Like if anybody were ever, if I had my chance to be an Olympic athlete and they said, you're going against a transgender, um, I'm mad. I'm immediately mad because All to me, automatically, yeah. like there's nothing you can tell me because I have busted my butt to get where I am. And, and he's going to, he or she is going to be better than me or if it is someone else, like they're just going to be better, you know, yeah. like, they, and, that, and that's not discrediting no. their ability to perform. Not at all. It's all of just saying like, Hey, like, I'm competing as a woman yes. and I, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to compare my womanhood to another person who was born as a woman as well to say, if we are pushing our bodies to this max, how do we, how do we compare against each other when it comes to the fight in us when, when, when the, the gun is shot or, or when the whistle is blue or whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 It, it, it's all the things. Well, I don't know. Like I said, we could probably talk about this forever and we might have to bring it up after the games are over. Cause I'm sure there's going to be something that pops up that we're going to see. There's going to be more controversy. Cause you know, there's already that kind of controversy. The people in Tokyo yeah. don't really want to have the Olympics there because of COVID and they're, they're mm. making people go through all the hoops to get there. No families can come. So it's going to be an interesting Olympic year, I believe. So we're going to just stay tuned to it. Um, watch what happens and unfolds. But Janae, I, um, before we, we get off here, I want you to tell everybody your contacts, your social media platforms, all the things, because this won't be our last conversation, Lord willing. Um, but I also want everybody to know what you're doing, like the future stuff, what you're into. You told us about a book that you're in the process of writing, but give us a way to contact you or to find out what's new. Gotcha. You can find me on Facebook at Love Works Steel, all one word. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Love Works Steel, one word. Or you can also connect with me on my personal page, which is I am underscore committed. I am underscore committed. Um, and my email is Janae Child at Gmail. That is J E N A E. C-H-I-L-E-S at gmail.com. And well, on my blog site, that is www.loveworksteel.com. That is where 
You can subscribe to get upcoming news that I have coming out. Mm -hmm. You can get my latest blog each month. And when that book is ready to pre-order, it will definitely show up on my blog site. I am so excited to share this next project that I have been really understudying for the last year and a half. So it won't be too much longer before it's able to go into pre-order sales. But that's how you can connect with me. I love it. I have enjoyed our conversation. Um, I appreciate your transparency, your heart, your passion, all the things that you have just your, your perspective on our conversation. I'm excited about your book. Like I said, this won't be the last time we have a, a conversation. I'm hoping that we can do this thing about current events and, and have conversations, the hard conversations. You know, I, I hope that we can do that and continue it. You have been amazing. You've been a blessing. I'm so thankful that we met. I'm glad that we have <laughs> stayed connected. And um, I don't know. I think that's it. So what you guys have heard is her real life. Um, until next time, thank you all for listening. I'll talk to you later.